0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster, Dear Monster, the monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their original inceptions to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm Remy of Dave, and I am joined today by Leonard and the returning guest, Jala. Hello. Leonard, how are you doing?
1: Uh, cat, cat troubles cat morning, morning record, cat problems. I hope everybody enjoys that um, from here on out, it seems like we will have an extra special guest that doesn't say anything, but uh, will make noises every so often. And that guest is my cat. Uh, he doesn't add a lot to the conversation, but uh, he is there and demands that the audience knows that he is as well. Hi.
0: I heard I think some of those interjections have been very timely, and they were they were, they were exc- exclamatory points that just uh, <laughs> tagged in what what the obvious was it's yes, that is correct.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, he is my he's my prop cat. I'm like a <laughs> carrot top, but instead of really lame prop comedy, I just bring cats that agree with my jokes and laugh when the audience does
0: it. <laughs> And Jala, how are you doing? It's been a little while. There was dragons last- time.
2: There were dragons last time, but now to get into the Google 8 order of our
0: Even veterans, <laughs> spookier than dragons. Oh, definitely
3: spookier. Sure.
1: Got. And and Jala got the uh, good set of dragons from the two episode, two back-to-back episodes of dragons.
2: <laughs> True. He told me what you guys were doing for the other dragon episode and I was cringing. I was like, oh, why?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were like, oh man, I'm glad that I had something good to talk about <laughs> when I was on last.
0: Yes. Morbash. Better than Demogar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well How are you doing? Yeah, and today? how am I doing? How am I doing? Um, not too bad. It's been it's been a week, so it's always nice when Saturday morning rolls around or some Saturday evening for Cameron, um when he's aboard. Uh, and it's a little little break from the crazy infectious crazy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise yeah not, it's not not too bad happened to be podcasting as usual but yeah, that does bring us to what we're covering today that's the infectious madness of dr decker uh, this was a FMB mm-hmm. game released in 2017 by Diabeki studios and uh mm-hmm. the, the first of I'm sure well, the trilogy, but it brought back, I think, that the Bunker maybe came out right before then. Um, but FMV games sort of had a resurgence in the last, like, five years, mm-hmm. uh, which has been pretty neat. Uh, I I remember them from, like, Night Trap and things like that ages ago, and they just kind of went away for a little while. But uh, just the the fidelity um, of, the, of the camera work and everything now is just crystal clear, so it's far more immersive i think
1: than than they used to be yes i i think uh a lot of that is is due to um oh i guess it's time that i talk about the that thing that i kind of want to do for the rest of my life uh which is cinematography and can- and filmmaking um with the the rise of the uh readily available prosumer uh camera I think it's significantly easier to film things for uh an F M V game that look crisp and decent, uh, more than uh even a decade ago. Um, so yeah, the rise of the the resurgence of the F M V game uh seemed like a no brainer and with all of the um uh game storefronts, not uh not including consoles. I'm talking mainly Steam and uh, you know, Epic Game Store. Uh I think that, that is this is a market uh ripe for resurgence and uh new reiterations on old things.
0: Yeah, and with the with the ports from uh PC, the console, and then to handhelds. On some of these games, uh, these lend themselves because of the the, the general nature of being a bit shorter. They're they're not 20, 30, 40 hour investments. Usually, it's you're like sub ten hours. Uh, they, they kind of lend themselves to the handheld experience. I think um, aside from this particular game, which required quite a bit of typing that I, I wasn't really expecting <laughs> as as that as much as what it wanted from I think, the player, but that adds to the immersion uh, on some levels
1: yes, uh yes, uh, I guess we should get into this now um i play uh I've been playing this on uh p s four and I was not expecting. Uh, There to be a typing component, Um, so I have not made nearly as much progress as I thought I was going to uh, by virtue of the fact that I've been using the ps4 controller to type out questions and trying to mid max my question word to question quota. This entire time, most of the time I get people, I get the "I don't know what you're talking about" reaction, and then I just give up on the question. I'm like, I don't even want to think about how I'm going to rephrase. Try and rephrase this. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I played it on the Switch, and um, that has a little bit, a little bit more ease of use because you can grab a tap with your finger. But it definitely was itself being like on a PC for sure. Um, yeah. the The main problem that I had is when I played this game, uh, I played it originally back in twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So um, that's actually when it first dropped onto the Switch. First, I supposed to twenty. So I played it pretty much as soon as it came out. And um, my biggest problem with it was the parser, um, just parsing problems with the typing component. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like, if you Skip a word, or if your word order is not exactly the way that it, you know, the game wants it to be, or you're basically kind of repeating uh, a specific phrasing that one of the characters has in that conversation. I suppose you should probably stop and say what in the world this game is, other than a full motion <laughs> adventure, something to do with. Google. Yes, what is this?
0: So, um, (laughs) I I will do a quick rundown of of this. this. You play a new psychiatrist that is taking the place of the titular Dr. Decker, um, who was murdered, uh, and you're taking over his, uh, caseload Mm -hmm. of patients and trying to help them move forward with whatever their problems are, but you do have a sort of background, uh, Quest, if you like to do so, of uh, figuring out who uh, or <clears throat> yes, who killed Doctor Becker, and that's by and large what you're doing. You're you're in a psychiatrist. You're in your office, office, and everything's being recorded on a camera, and it's just interviews with the, with the patients, and you kind of go through uh, several days. Um, of, of these interviews, and you can kind of switch between the patients, and uh, ultimately your your line of questions to the patients ends up uh, informing the ending of the game. So it's pretty straightforward as far as I go.
2: Yeah, mechanically speaking, uh, your interactions with the patients include like that you have a few prompts that you can uh, click to have them just start talking about something. You can. Use, exhaust all of those prompts, there is a hint system where it will give you questions that you didn't ask, and the difficulty level of the game is directly tied to the hint system, and that's the only way that it changes it. The What the difficulty level does is basically add a longer and longer timer to the uh, hints, because there's a cooldown before you can go back to the hints and look for another question from the hints. Uh, and that. Uh, so like you put it on hard mode or whatever, it's gonna just have a longer timer and just be like a time tax. Which, if they had instead done it where like the questions or the hints rather that were the you know stuff that is in the hints was more cryptic and you know like progressively more cryptic and you're just kind of very vaguely suggestive of something that you need to ask about, and, you know that would have made it harder rather than just having a time tax. So uh, I didn't really like that element of it, but uh, you ask different questions. You have the ability to input questions. Uh, you have evidence that you have to, you know, that you're looking at because it's not really like a back uh, a secondary mission to find out who killed Doctor Decker. The resolution in the game is related to finding out who the killer is or is not. Uh, so that is the main goal, but you are at the same time, you know. Also, a psychiatrist trying to help all these patients. Um, now, your choices do influence the ending because you can encourage them, to, you know, in their delusions, or you can try to talk them out of their delusions. Um, you know, and help them kind of, you know, uh, come to a, a what we consider to be a more rational kind of viewpoint on things, and. Uh, there's, like, an unseen meter of sanity or insanity points uh, depending on how you want to look at it and um, depending upon how often you encourage them to do, you know, the, the crazy stuff, you know, that, you know, will affect how all of the patients behave and what their resolutions are at the end of the day. Um the killer of Dr. Decker is actually a pre roll thing when you start the game up. So that's not affected by your choices.
1: Yes. Um, which actually kind of reminds me of, uh, it's not a one-to-one uh, um, equivalency, but reminds me of an older uh, FMV Uh, mystery game, murder mystery game uh, called Ripper. Are any of you familiar with it? No. Um, I believe it has J.J. Walker from Good Times in it. It also has Christopher Walken in it. (laughs) Um, And it is like a modern retelling of of, like, not a modern, but like a futuristic retelling of 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 Jack the Ripper where uh where he is committing his murders in cyberspace and it follows the good old uh uh nightmare on elm street conceit of you die in cyberspace <laughs> you die in real life mm. um I think John reese Davies is also in it it's crazy that's, um yeah, that's a big bunch of their pulling names <laughs> yeah you should uh, yeah you should actually look into um uh ripper. It's 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 wacky. Uh and there are I believe there are like three possible um assailants um for for the murderer. Uh and that's like rolled like right at the last quarter of the game. Um but the fact that the killer isn't uh that there's a, the killer's rolled at the beginning uh, and the killers rolled in Ripper just reminds me of it. But yeah, that game's insane. Christopher Watkins' performance is uh, is amazing, transcendent. I would even call it uh, <laughs> as he plays a a hard boiled detective. He is he is both giving uh, uh, not he both doesn't care and is is cares way too much in his performance. And it's one of the most magical things I think I've ever seen.
2: Well, I think I should take a second to kind of um, let you guys know a little bit about the people who made Dr. Decker because this was their first video game. They however have a very long history of working with Murder Mysteries because they began life in 2003 as a murder mystery party game making company and they were the first people who incorporated DVD videos into that experience. And that just kind of lent itself to them deciding to eventually do a video game, full-on murder mystery video game version. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of interesting. Um, and so, I don't like when when they made Doctor Jacker, they were doing it without and uh, any game making chops behind them, you know. So. Mm-hmm. As much as like, yes, the the parsing is a bit difficult and everything. They scrapped that when it comes to the second and third installments in the trilogy. Each one of them plays a little bit differently mechanically, but there is no longer any text input for any of the other games. So I think that you know they probably got some feedback about that, and they just took that element out for the uh, later games in the series. The third game in particular, called, uh, Dark Nights: Row, is one that I think pulled or. Cole streamed that from my podcast, The Little Podcast. He streamed that on the network. Um, I know that Dave, he really enjoyed Poe and Monroe just, you know, watching me play through it and just kind of... It's a... Poe and Monroe is very episodic. Uh, It takes maybe half an hour for each episode or something yeah, like and then that, it does, like, six and episodes. It's, it has a really uh, high replayability. This game does, too, because it's a different killer every time, and depending upon your choices, you can either have a, a crazy ending. Um, I, I I will eventually talk about my ending in this game, uh, The Infectious Madness of Dr. Becker, but... Um, suffice to say, I am an agent of chaos, <laughs> so mm-hmm. my ending was very different from, from how Dave... Has been progressing through because he is not encouraging people to have delusions.
0: And <laughs> I was I was middle of the roading it. So if I thought their delusions were terribly harmful, I was trying to dissuade them. And if I felt that they were like, oh, they're not going too bad with it, then I just left them alone. So I think it's a sort of middle ending. Uh, I I did finish it. It, it was satisfactory. I mean, I enjoyed the six something hours that I spent with the uh, with these folks. Their 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 characters, one and all.
2: And that's a, a thing that kind of pulls forward throughout the entire series. Like all of the characters in the second installment, the being Detective, and the third game, Dark Nights: Metal Monroe, is that all the characters have a very very strong characterization behind them and they are very unique and memorable. Um there are a lot of overlaps between the second and third game. Not as many with the first game and some of the later ones. They all of them take place in the same um place. Uh I think Dr. Decker actually happened in the town of August, but if not it's in the same universe at least. Yeah. Um, and so like the other two games also um in some of the characters, some of the concepts or
0: conceits come forward in the other videos as well. So. And what is nice is um, uh, the the actors playing these cast members do appear not all of them, but some of them kind of move forward through uh, the, the trilogy. So you see
1: them again in different roles. Um, ah, okay. Just,
0: it's good. They're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun cast. Everyone just they're horribly charming like
2: yeah they're, they're like no one's they're
0: all bad they're all they're bad like,
2: people but there's no very good
0: charming. people in yeah. any of these like they, they're everyone's kind of shades of gray is almost not enough yeah like, they trend toward there's a lot of darkness in this this, this universe uh, uh,
1: I, I, I will I will I will argue that there is uh, one character that I do not find charming whatsoever, uh, and that is due to how hard she is trying to be charming. Um, and that would be uh, Mariana. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that actually is the same thing for me. It's like flags, alarms. No, this. One I'm is like,
1: dope. I'm like, man, can I just stop seeing you? I would actually like <laughs> to just pawn you off to somebody else because i really dislike every single time that i have to interact with you <laughs> you're super you like you're super sketch like right off the bat and yep. your your and your problem is also the most sketch thing um yeah. <laughs> i think i think uh i uh, once again i'm i'm enjoying my time with the game but i will I will warn that, like depending on your uh lovecraft literacy, your mileage may vary uh with um how much you're willing to put up with um some characterization uh to get to the meat of what's going on because I've already got feelings like uh about Mariana. and I'm like mm, yeah, I don't."
2: I I was exactly the same way when I was playing and so it was actually really funny because the person who was my killer was somebody else, but I just disliked Mariana so much that I just like chose her and I got it wrong <laughs> because it wasn't it wasn't her as the killer, but uh-huh. I just didn't like her and I didn't trust her and I didn't trust her or like her from the beginning and I was just like, Nope, nope, nope. It's gotta be her, I hate her, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: so i mean hate is a strong word but like she is definitely i just don't want her
2: anywhere okay i will rephrase i do not want her <laughs> anywhere near me at all she needs to be away yeah. somewhere yeah
1: else. she 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 there's a there's a level of unscrupulousness uh that that wafts around her that i'm just like oh man you're doing that thing where you're bright and bubbly and you've got like a 12 inch butcher knife right behind your back and yeah. yeah. I, I, I've seen you. I know you. I'm yeah. media literate. I know so, who you are.
3: <laughs>
2: so um, is, is there a thing where I could kind of talk about some of the things that you play know, like, my playthrough, or do you want to talk a little bit more about
0: that? Yeah, I would say parts? we'll do that, and then um, we'll kind of go... So, so what the game has done, and if it's kind of given each of these patients, uh, fits into like a little novella, like if yes. you follow their through-line, that could have been a mythos short story. Just, they are the protagonist of their own story, uh, which is it's nice to see and it. It fits really well into the game, um, but because you're flitting between so many people per per iteration of day in the gameplay, it gets hard to kind of keep track. It's it six hours of just people talking to you.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Uh, and thankfully there's um a, there's a notes system in the game that uh you don't interact with aside from you can review it and it just puts in like uh key features that you've uncovered through your playthrough and you can kind of go back and look at that and it, it does give you prompts to question people uh, outside of the hit system if you're reading the notes but uh you can go through without engaging with that. SSD. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about uh, your iteration of this.
2: Yeah, about um, trying to keep everybody straight and remember what's going on with everybody. I found that harder towards the beginning of the game when I was trying to familiarize myself with everybody than it was later on. Like I seem to have a better recollection of all the characters and stuff as I continue to play the game, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just because like I'd seen enough of them to differentiate and remember. Yeah. Um, and then, like, uh, of course, the stuff that happens later for each of them builds on the initial information that you get. So, like, you get a kind of, um, uh, review, I guess, in a way, because, like, yeah, you, you know, that's that's touched on again mm-hmm. later on when you're playing it. Um, so, uh, I, I, one other thing I want to say about this is that mechanically, uh, it reminds me a lot of her story. Uh, yes. I don't know, yeah, yeah, because like that one is just basically you're looking through videos and you have to type stuff in to, to prompt the video yeah. to pop up, and that's pretty much what you're doing here. This is a little bit more involved because it has like this whole interview concept and the notes and the evidence stuff, so there's a little bit more going on that's a little bit more adventure gaming than just, you know, the, the text input and dealing with the parser, um, but like that's kind of what it reminds me of, and I don't remember when her story came out I know it came out before this, but I don't know how much, you know, how far before this would have been Um, In either case, so in my playthrough, like I mentioned, I was an agent of chaos. I kind of encouraged most people in most of their delusions most of the time. <laughs> so I ended up becoming, I found out that Dr. Decker, the infamous. Dr. Decker was a Cthulhuid monster who was manipulating everybody, and like this, this narrative changes depending upon um, how you play the game. So, Dr. Decker is always a kahooloid monster, but who you are changes, and some other elements change depending on what happens. So, Dr. Decker is a kahooloid creature who is manipulating all these patients and causing their delusions. Actually, like like they might have come in with a, a sprig of a delusion, but then he encourages it, makes it worse, and you know, like, a lot of it ties into the fluid stuff, including or most strongly, I would say, with Mariana. Because mm-hmm. she walks in with like, tentacle octopus necklace thing on, and talking Got about who, the yeah. sea, and like, going and chanting, and driving in the ocean, and losing her mind, and I don't know, stuff. So... You know, like she's very, very strongly like, okay, she's definitely some follower, you know, without even realizing it, maybe, um and all this mess. And um so my characters, like I just kept on encouraging them, and then like there was the, the quantum physicist guy that popped in and I really liked him quite a bit. And I don't know, I encouraged him in his delusion or whatever and then he disappeared and I never got to see him again and I was like, I don't know if he disappears every time or if it was just one state or whatever.
0: Yeah, so, the quantum physicist on my playthrough, uh, he he did the one session I think, and I discouraged him and he just, it was problem solved. If you encourage him, if it's the same line of questioning, his final thing he was trying to do was to get funding because his wife um, left him into all the money uh, he was approached by a, a shadowy group um, that promised him uh, because he was doing this um, quantum gambling where if you stake the, the greater stakes you put down the chance of you winning because of quantum theory is much higher like you have to bet like everything every time and you'll always win right Right, you right. have to like. He was betting his entire fortune, his entire livelihood, every single time he played um, roulette. Uh, mm-hmm. And what it came down to was he he uh, went to go visit Doctor Decker um, as a, a competitive like they, they were competing in their theories on things, and Doctor Decker challenged him and put a seed of doubt um, into him, and so he lost everything because he. It's betting it all, but then he was like not all in on it
1: mentally, right? It's it, 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 it wasn't a binary decision between success, it, there was yeah. that third option which was caused by the doubt, which is, um, really fun, uh, really fun play on quantum suicide, uh, which I you know, I haven't encountered that character yet, Uh, only in the opening but the fact, as soon as quantum suicide came up, I was like oh, that's a thing that I'm familiar with and that I enjoy exploring in media, I can't wait to meet you, Um, so yeah, hearing that his, his quantum theory on quantum gambling is, I create a situation that is a binary fail success rate is, yeah, that's that's pretty smart.
0: Yeah, and so you you can either he comes to you with that, and then with his current trouble, he needs he needs financial help, and he's not asking you for that, but he's saying that um, he doesn't know whether to proceed with his like last ditch option, which he's been uh, approached by this shadowy cabal that says they'll give him x amount of millions of dollars um, if he can uh use his quantum gambling to get through six rounds of quantum Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. And if you say, yes, go ahead and do it, he, he, I think he just dies. And if you say no, then he just doesn't get his money and doesn't come back. But he's relieved because he, he's like, well, I probably would have died <laughs> because I would have doubted myself one of those six times. And then that's it. That's it.
1: Um, yes, and also, once again, if we're going if we're going by the idea that it needs to be a binary decision for the most li- for the greatest likelihood of success, Russian roulette's a really bad game to play for that because it's not binary.
0: <laughs> no,
1: no, your 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 odds are completely
0: different. Um, yeah, but yeah. And if, and the thing is, you're thinking about it, and it's like, if it's six rounds of any kind of rusher, there's only six chambers in the gun. So, you can't...
3: You can't win, you can't win
0: that
1: one. There's, <laughs> there's a bullet. Unless they did not put the bullet in there. Uh, uh, or unless... unless or it's, it could it's be like an eight chamber. Oh, I was actually just thinking it's actually, you just... It's not like six pulls it is six spins and a pull a spin in a pull spin in a pull a spin in a pull six times
0: yeah
1: um, yeah it, yeah I guess assuming that they're using a revolver <laughs> well <laughs> they this this mm, this yeah they don't like they don't give you the detail yes <laughs> <laughs> it did so
0: i told him yeah maybe you don't do that one and then he was like oh thank you i probably wouldn't have made it it's like, because you were already doubting yourself, so this was just not a good...
2: Well, as much guy, as, like, uh, I missed the little guy, the whole physicist guy coming back, like, uh, I'm glad to know that he just kind of disappears no matter what, and that I did not actually, you know, cause him to go away.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's, um, what they did, why I lost track of the cast, at least initially, is the first three days or so, the first three sessions, uh chain you have a set of initial um patients and then a couple of them just like didn't come back and then three more appeared like I ended up with different people toward the end than I started with so mm-hmm. that's why I was like, wait where did the per- where did the art gallery lady go i like they just they just piece out and they didn't get a resolution on a couple of them well,
2: some of them just kind of like I, I, the art gallery lady later had some kind of resolution before she left. So, I don't know. Like, I, I guess just your options you chose to Yeah, I may have right. just, like, yeah. in something where
0: she just didn't need to come back. I, I'm i yeah. not really sure because there was so much going on and I'm trying to remember who was who.
2: Well, also, um, in—I I just have to put this out there—in uh, Shapeshifting Detective and Poem and Row, there's not nearly so many moving parts. So no. it makes it. Although uh, those games have a high replay value and everything, uh, they do not uh, kind of require um, as much recollection of what what's all going on. Who is this person? This is a new like. There's not like the cast in this one is some I don't know, fifteen ish people maybe. I mean like something like that. There's there's a lot of different characters that come in and come out, and, like come in and. Are around for a while. Yeah, for 13. 13 total. Okay, yeah. So I was about that. So in the later games, like there might be that many, but then like a couple people are just NPCs that they just give you a little information and go away. They're not all major players. These are all the main characters, and they're all different people, you know, with their own narratives. So, um, in either case, I I don't remember the resolution for every single person, but like. Uh, I guess we should kind of talk a little bit about the characters. Yes. Um, oh, oh, oh! At the end, I didn't, I didn't say uh, at the end how mine might resolve itself. So um, I ended up becoming a replacement Cthuloid monster because I was encouraging everybody in their delusions, and so mm-hmm. uh, I was replacement Cthuloid monster who had already been manipulating Mariana, and that comes out, and that was horrible and very bad. Um, and I actually kind of felt a little bit bad for her at the end because of uh how terrible, manipulative my character apparently had already been behind the scenes when not in the office. Uh, so, you know, like, there's there's elements of that where your character is also doing stuff just like the other characters are when you're not in the office. Um, but you don't know about that stuff. So you find out when the you know, they talk, characters talk about it. And they're like, last night you go whatever and it's like, Oh did I? I don't remember doing that, you know. <laughs> but I was with the Lloyd Monster, um and I had been manipulating a bunch of other people and um I believe it was Nathan, the guy who just re- you know, relives his day over and over again who had been the one to kill Dr. Decker in my playthrough. But of course, like I said, I had actually accused Mariana because I had been, you know, thinking she was a murderer the whole time anyway. Uh, which, I mean, like, of course, it's never going to be the person who you think is the killer. But it's funny because I thought, oh, Mariana is never going to be the killer in any of these. When Cole, my co-host on the level, played through on stream um, a few years ago, he played through and his killer was Mariana. (laughs) So it is entirely possible for her, who even though she is super sketch and super like very obviously there's something up there, um, she can in fact be the killer. But she's not always the killer. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: But um, yeah, like the way mine played out was super, super dark. I was just like a replacement for Dr. Decker and taking over everything as a big human monster. So uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about her. So we already kind of talked about Mariana a little bit. Dave, you want
0: to...? Yeah, we're just, I just pulled up, like, the cast list, um, it's people. Yeah, um, Yeah, Jaya, who is the... she's not, she's the... I think technically she's the office assistant, but she kind of just runs everything. Yeah. Um, and she's... she has more say, she's like interviewed and picked you and also Dr. Becker. So it's it's a very ambiguous role of like what she does. She helps sort out the patients and all the daily files and all the miscellaneous to do around the office, but also was in charge of hiring. It's so
2: I think <laughs> it's it's almost like she is the one who owns the place and runs the business, but like, you it, know yeah. the, the well there's a
0: board, a board of trustees or something that like Yeah funds everything, but she seems to be kind of in charge. She, she's
2: in charge slash also somehow kind of your assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's very weird.
0: And um her her thing is she's she was reading along with Dr. Decker about um uh different like psychokinesis things and she in my playthrough she also has powers and she's like inserting herself into your dreams and trying to get you to align with her beliefs that um, other people could uh, psychokinesis is real. Um, you could have powers, but you get them by like believing you have powers, right? So it's it's just a uh, solipsism. I think it's just where you you may not have any kind of things, but if you believe in it hard enough, it just happens. So I think there's mm. some reality is kind of perception. Of, yeah. Yes. And. She's trying to get your character, and possibly originally Dr. Becker, to disabuse people of those notions so that there's not just a bunch of, like, people running around the Earth um, with superpowers, like, that unchecked, uh, mm-hmm. is what was happening in my version, so I don't know if that's... Contingent on, like, everyone. Like, that just happens, that's just her character, I'm not sure. But she definitely was appearing in my dreams and, like, slapping me and telling me, no, you're—don't do that. And, um, what are we supposed to be doing, doctor? Like, I'm not encouraging patients. <laughs> and so, um, she was basically, like, lambasting me for maybe, like, not telling everyone that they were delusional. Right. Um, so that was kind of interesting. So I don't know— how that changes for playthrough. Um, she's also doing grief counseling, because I think it's a mandatory thing, but you, she is a patient, too, so she takes the time to sit and you have a chance to interview her and ask questions and things. Um, and I think that that can change, too, because there's just a whole line of questioning you can choose, um, to do or not, based on what like, system. And, like, did you have any further thoughts
2: on Ariana? Um, uh, we kind of talked Ooh. about her. She's, like, Googler lady, the lady who lives on
0: the beach, dances naked, but like doesn't remember when she wakes up. <laughs> yeah, so her on on my version, um, she basically became like a siren for a deep one. It's a a glowing orb in at the the floor of the ocean uh, nearby, and she would um, if she kisses people, they would just become like. Puppet followers, and then follow her into the ocean. She would beat them down, and then that glowing beacon in the ocean would um, feed on their energies and keep them trapped in a weird dream state at the bottom of the ocean, where they just kind of like became kelp people with their arms, kind of arms and legs waving at the on the sea floor. And she didn't know whether to feel good or bad about that because. She, she was unsure um, if that was what was happening, or if she was dreaming, and so you're you're either set to encourage that and go, yes, that's what you're obviously just leading people to their doom, um, or no, you're having weird dreams and that's not what's happening, and here's some medicine to stop, just don't go to the beach anymore.
1: Um. Uh, and just to just to clarify for my end, since I I haven't uh, I haven't gotten nearly as far. Um. The, their their symptoms don't change. Uh. Throughout different playthroughs, they're all the same. So so when she tells me that she blacks out and then wh- winds up naked on the beach, that is is essentially her. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, that's what we... I think that
0: that part doesn't change. It's just the the outcome of, like, were those delusions real? And so... Or or are you just, like, imagining them? Right. And that changes, like, the state of the the chaos in the world. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, they're real, and everything's horrific. Or, no, you're just having a delusion, and everything's mostly...
2: You know, I kind of wish, and this is a little bit off-topic, but I'm trying to of uh, trying to imagine what it would be like if you played through Dr. Decker, carrying the same data over to, like, Shape-Shifting Detective mm. and Cohn Monroe to, like, alter that that I call the State of Chaos. That would have been so cool! That would have been
0: cool, but probably ridiculously involved for two yeah, people.
2: Way beyond <laughs> the abilities of, like, a studio that just works on mystery games and just did a few video games, um, just to get, like, another uh, format. Because, like, you can imagine that this company, like, they actually, um, I'm sure they were very happy that they made these video games because, you know, um, they started with Dr. Decker in 2018, and, uh, COVID times, they, they make murder mystery dinner party games. What kind of income would they have if they didn't have the, uh, you know, video games at that point, because nobody was having parties during COVID, so, you know, but anyway, Anyway, so yeah, um, that's a good way to phrase it. And um, also, insofar as the deep one um, is concerned, sirens and stuff—is there any additional information you can say about like that? Insofar as bloodcrackians.
0: Yeah this this um, I, I uh, yes I I covered it many years ago when we covered um uh, the the movie Dagon. And it's, yeah. <laughs> the, the whole Innsmouth um, angle is what that's like tangentially doing there with the uh, lure of the deep one. Okay, so uh, let's move on to
2: Nathan.
0: Yes, so Nathan, Nathan is the, <laughs> uh, the repeat-his-day man, and uh, his, he, tongue-in-cheek, like, riffs on Groundhog's Day, which is really great. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, that he's just talking about like, yeah, if I if I could repeat like I'm repeating my day, but it's like I can't he has to do a trigger to like move it forward. So he can move time forward like a day at a time, but that might be weeks of doing the same day over and over again until he figures out like what small thing he needs to do to like get something to change the day, and a lot of that hinges on his, um, his processing his grief, because his girlfriend was killed in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and the, uh, uh, all of their, their individual psychoses are caused, of course, by Dr. Decker, like, making a comment. Um, in his case, I believe it was something to the effect of, um, you can't, you can't move on unless you, let like, go of the past. And Mm -hmm. that just became literally true where unless he um, I guess his his triggers to move the day forward were to be kind of letting go of small memorabilia um, of his girlfriend. So her diary, her clothes, things like that he's been holding on to um, provided he um, disposes of them or burns them. Those Mm -hmm. let him um, move his day forward. But he's very cynical because he's just been a year or two just repeating days over and over and over again and it's the same way when he's meeting you. He's like, we haven't met. This is not the first time we met. This is number thirty-seven. And I, I know actually what you're gonna really say.
2: like him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually yeah. really like this character. I guess it's because I'm dry and sarcastic. So it just is like he's very <laughs> much in my in <laughs> my wavelength of, of acting and reacting. Yeah, he's very
0: world weary and he's like yeah. sarcastic, but he's not like a bad guy. No, he's not. <laughs> bad guy. Yeah, All he's just tired. Past, yeah. um, he was probably the most likable because he's not a terrible person mm-hmm. um, and he, he does get um, his his power of repeating the day um, does involve some time travel where he was in one instance able to move backward in time to the moment that his girlfriend was killed uh, because it, it turns out that um, initially uh, they they were hit by a truck and I think that she was opening her. They were having an argument. She opened her door, and the truck came and cut off her head or something. It was terrible, I mean, yeah, well,
2: very terrible. Um, he was like right there.
0: Yeah, well, he, he was driving, so he felt responsible for that as well as the, um, the truck driver did. And the the truck driver ended up um, uh, asphyxiating himself and his young, like eight year old daughter, um, to atone for the crime. I don't know why he put a daughter in the car, but he did. And so. The uh, Nathan became so fixated on that that he made himself go back in time and, and kind of readjust the. Uh, it, it, when he left back in time, it you didn't get to change the outcome of what happened because it put him in the two seconds or whatever that the car was going to get hit, and all he could do was kind of swerve a little bit more to make it so that it was more his fault unless the truck driver's fault, mm-hmm. uh, which ended up saving the life of the truck driver and his daughter um, so they didn't feel guilty about it and kill themselves, but he's stuck with, like, no, now I've just really killed my girlfriend. Um, so that heavy kind of guilt is what's keeping him stuck, and you have to either say, hey, yes, you, you're stuck forever, and you're going to repeat your days until you go crazy, uh, or, no, you know, get rid of the past and move forward. And you can encourage him to like date other patients, which that's totally not that. No, um, no. I think you can. Your your options are trying to get him to um, date uh, Jaya, which makes more sense because she's the opposite assistant, Which also you shouldn't do. Yeah, but um, right. that's <laughs> better than hey, just hook up with one of the other patients that you see that you meet here. That's
2: in my playthrough. It was Mariana that he was interested in. Yeah, it, it wasn't was, mine too. And it's like. Oh, so we're just going to send him to the bottom of the ocean to be, you know, Cthulhuid food. Cool.
0: Yes, that's that's what whatever <laughs> nice. what what happens if you're encouraging Mariana. Also, that's yeah. just the end result of that. But I discouraged her. Yeah, and discouraged him. So they both maybe they shocked up. It didn't like give me a resolution for that. Other than he seemed much happier, and he did say he was trying to do internet dating. And he's like, yeah, this is a big sham because. um I'm I'm doing this internet dating thing. And if they don't like my response, I just repeat my day and change my response. So this just feels real shady for me. I, do this. <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs>
1: um, <clears throat> I think one of the interesting, I, and once again, I guess this is the reason why I ask about the, the patient details is um, so far in my playthrough, the most interesting thing that Nathan has uh, imparted on me is that his days only seem to move fo- he can only seem to move forward if he sees or experiences something terrible like a death like that was one of the <laughs> that was yeah that
0: that was the beginning of mine and then okay. I, I think I steered him away from like destructive things to constructive things
2: yeah he ended uh-huh. up in, in my playthrough I actually uh, as much as I was an agent of chaos I did not try to Stick him in a loop forever. I was trying to actually legitimately help that one, yeah, he so like didn't, he didn't it might seem like, like a horrible person. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to encourage you to get stuck in this forever. Yeah. You just seem like you need some he just needs help
0: He just was sardonic, but he was probably the least offensive of the, yeah. of the of the patients.
2: And yeah, and he was the one who was the killer in mind. So that's why I was like, no, not Nathan. <laughs> well, and, and that, that, and that, that makes, makes sense, sense, but that makes sense. He
0: immediately like he doesn't. um... He could kind of see what Dr. Becker was doing. Yeah. And right. uh, there's a point at which Dr. Becker would would impart whatever the curse is and then hypnotize the patient and then make them forget about the curse and then just be stuck with it. Yeah. And then he's just like reveling in the chaos of whatever they're doing now with weird powers. Um, in mine, Nathan was like, I know he hypnotized me and it didn't work. So I just remember, because I'm repeating my day, I just remembered what he did and he's not a good person, and he's hurting all of, all of us. So that that's a an understandable motive if he ends up being like a killer. Yeah, if he was not.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, so let's move on yes. to Ellen.
0: It was Ellen, and Ellen is the, um, the convalescent, like a nursing home. Um, yeah, she's lady. a nursing home
2: caretaker lady.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and. Again, she's very
2: perky and happy and and down to earth, but she's not like Mariana is trying to be like super sexy and seductive, and like Ellen is not, she's just like you know, a bubbly, happy nurse, you know, caretaker type.
0: Yeah, who's not actually, (laughs) she's
2: not, no, she's
0: not bubbly in mind, okay, or she's trying to, she's trying to like do good things, but because of that, it puts her in a weird situation where she ends up just doing stuff you probably shouldn't do. So basically, what it what it boils down to, is she works in this um, uh, facility, and she's assist. She's put in a position where um, she's kind of being called the angel of death because the, everyone she cares for, uh, within a week or two of her being assigned as their nurse, like they pass away. So uh, that's put a lot of stress on her, but that's put a lot of. Um, weird vibes between like her her working relationship with her coworkers. they just like don't want to be around her because she keeps kind of feels like that she's killing the people she's not um and the strange power that she gets from from Becker she can she can shift. so based on someone's dreams or their strong um, feelings toward totally wanting to see someone she can appear to be that person and that's what kind of what she's done is at the 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 last moments of any one of her patients, she appears as a loved one. And um, she does her best, as she puts it, to be the Disney version of that loved one and and, uh, give them a loving, like, oh, I love you, mother or father. We will meet again in the next world and tries to console them that way. But what that also led to was people, the patients, like, leaving them uh, or leaving her with, like, keepsakes. Because they're like, oh, if my sons come to visit, here's my day. here's the family twenty four karat gold watch. You know, she's she's being given things that are supposed to go to to family, and she's just keeping them because yeah. she's like, like, oh, they gave it to me. It's like, no, they gave it to like their daughter or something that they thought you were. Um, and so her, the crux of her dilemma is: is she supposed to? She's doing good by. That is, she thinks she's doing good because she's letting people pass on uh, and they're in a happy state. Um, but ultimately she's lying to them and depriving other family of last moments with their loved one. But her point of view is, well, the family never showed up. Like,
3: yeah,
2: and, like and no and one's and helping them. Yeah, in my playthrough it was definitely like the family just abandoned these people in yeah. their home and so like, yeah, you know, like I, this was one that I had a lot of strong feelings about because, like, I had a grandmother who was in you know, had Alzheimer's and was in a nursing facility mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you know, like I've, I've been around you know, the, the elderly people in my family who had passed on and everything. And like my family has always you know uh, made sure to be with them and visit them regularly and things. But I know there's so many that don't have that and are really just and so, like that's that's a thing that really was like straight to my heart. And it's like I had conflicting feelings because it's like in a situation like that, she is trying to do something good for you know the patient's sake because she's caring for them where nobody else is caring for them, you know. But she needs to get those items to the family members, even if the family members are crap. Yeah, she's know? she's
0: taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, in the end, yes, I think she's helping them the right way to go about doing that. Now which instead of she's facilitating like getting those family members to come and see their relatives, yeah. would be more constructive. I mean that would be very difficult. Yeah. And very taxing. But in mine I did the same thing. I, I discouraged her from doing the shapeshift thing and I told her to give the items back, but then she did, and you don't get like a big resolution out of that, other than knowing that she passed on those heirloom things.
2: We have a visitor! Before. Open the door, it's Poodle. We yes. have a visitor too. She you know, Poodle is our, our little snoozer little mix. Uh Pooh Bear. And she came out to say hello. So she was scratching on the door.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, she's a Schnoodle. Now she wants out. She yeah, can't come and to say hello for a second. Make sure we were alive. You know, she's out the door. That s- was our our, yes. our <laughs> interruption. Our <laughs> interruption instead of me <eating. laughs> so So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, that's
0: Ellen. Uh Then we have Claire. Um, I don't like Claire. We'll circle back around to Claire. Claire's got a lot going on. Claire, Claire has um, a lot going on. Bryce. Bryce is... Uh, I think Bryce the was creepiest. my favorite. Oh, no. He is <laughs> the <laughs> he creepiest and worst in mine. Oh, I hated
2: him.
0: <laughs> um, well, I think because I discouraged him so quickly that he... he he stopped doing like the weird stuff. Okay, In well fact, let's talk talk about So Bryce. Bryce's, the grave Bryce's <laughs> deal is um he's a, a grave digger, a pall bear He works um for a a, a funeral home. Mm. And he works the generally the evening shift and um Because he doesn't have enough time in the day to get everything done, his power has created the mysterious extra hour of the day. So after midnight, there's one extra hour before it turns 1pm, where the world is frozen. 1am. 1am, yes. And he can kind of do whatever he needs to do, and uh, generally that's been catching up on work, Um, but uh, also some other not-so-great activities. Super creeper, man. (laughs) He did, Yes. He's done stuff that's pretty much inexcusable when I made him stop immediately.
2: I um, tried to dissuade him, too, but he's just here. And he, he's just, it, my end result for him, in the end, he was still just gross. Me, and I was just like, no. Oh. Uh, he was following the girl, wasn't it?
0: Stopping a yeah. girl
2: and watching her change or something. Like, weird, we gross. It was, yeah, it me. wasn't
0: good. No. He took, took pictures of
2: that his neighbor. Pictures. Yeah, I was, was like, crazy. yeah, you
0: need to, like, tell her what's going on. mess up. Burn the pictures. Um,
2: yeah, I tried to tell him to do all that too. I was like, I don't. I, I might be an agent of chaos, but that's where i was stop it.
0: Yeah, that was, that was too <laughs> many. I, I shut that down real fast. Yes, I was like, yeah. No, 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 you're not doing that, buddy. Um, he was stealing from stores. Yeah, and that's what he was doing. And then, as I immediately like put the kibosh on that, he started using that time to help people. So there's a there was a um, there's one lady, or he runs by a house, he sees the window open, and he's like, people um, just have to look. I'm like, no, they don't, dude. Like, just because yeah. the window's open, you don't stick your head in there. Um, but he did find out that uh, it was a, a lady, um, an old woman who had gone to sleep with her cigarette in her hand, and her um, blanket was on fire. So he threw the blanket in the bath, um, put it out, and then you know, went on his way. So he, he saved one old lady, stopped the robbery, stopped some muggings. He's done some things that, like, make use of him uh, moving while the world is still. He ends up saving uh, a patient that um, Dr. Decker was trying to use to encourage necromancy in one of the other characters. Um, So I had him... That doesn't make up for the bad things he was doing, um, but it stopped him from doing extra bad things and then started doing constructive stuff with his power... But in the end, he still had, like, I didn't get him disabused of the notion of having that magical power, like, I couldn't fix that. He's, um but he did in the end, uh, try to, he's hinting that I am Dr. Decker in another body. Like, i just transformed my, my face and became, like, I'm still Dr. Decker. Just in a mm. different face. Because he, he was the pallbearer for um, the Doctor and uh, when he went to go bury the casket, like, it wasn't it was uh, to light. too light. There was not enough for There's no body in it. So I'm probably Dr. Decker, just with a different face. And making up for all the chaos I was causing. Is, I think, what happened in the
2: end. I was continuing chaos. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so moving on to Professor Warwick, that is the
0: Professor uh, Warwick was the, quantum physicist. Yeah. So we discussed him. Professor Alderby is, uh, a member of the board, uh, and also likes to just show up and pretend to be a patient to test the psychiatrist. Um, but he's the person who, uh, recorded video that, uh, he was trying to uncover the Lloyd mysteries going on in the city. So that part was a little bit less clear for me because you don't get a lot of evidence talking about him. I think I saw him one time and he just acts real fast.
2: Yeah, like he was around for just a minute, but like, yeah, I did get that feeling that he was, uh, if I recall correctly, he he also had the stuff where he was trying to gather evidence against the viewing type.
0: Yeah, um, and kind of uncover what Dr. Becker was doing. Yeah. Um, Lacey, I think, was the lady that...
2: That was one that came and left real quick. That yeah. was the Same thing with
0: Scarlett. Was, Scarlett was originally one of Dr. Becker's patients. Uh, popped up at the very end, and then just, like, I didn't get much from her, other than she was dating the doctor, which also don't do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Mariana was
0: dating the doctor. And I think one of the other ladies.
1: Yes. Yeah, She's
2: everybody just dating was dating, everybody. like, you were just like
1: a, yeah, you were a bit, I don't know. yeah. I don't I don't know what was going on with that. Um, anyway. Which you know makes the board seem shockingly ineffective because yeah, well, exactly. I'm just like wait. You, well, it. I mean, it'd be fairly obvious if you,
2: uh-huh. you were, if you were recording stuff and looking at literally anything happening.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Glenn
2: Glyn, Molly, and Jasmine are all those, like, short, short... Yeah, they, well, they popped popped up the... real fast. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't remember. Glenn came at the very end, and I don't remember what he... Oh, Glenn has the power to, uh, enter a door, and then it just takes him, somebody, like, teleports... Somewhere else. It teleports um, him somewhere. And mm-hmm. then he just, like, popped in and was like, This is some here. stuff. I'm having a visit. And, um... <laughs> Well, I, I'll probably never see you again because when I try to leave the door or go to the bathroom, I'm going to be somewhere else. And oh well, bye. And you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't solve, you can't really fix anything for him. And he just like, good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that well, sounds terrible.
2: I I know that there's like a bunch of little revolving door characters that just kind of pop in and then pop out. But I kind of enjoy that element because it's like showing you that there's a broader phenomenon of. This Weird, kind of yeah. crazy stuff that's going on—it's not just you. There's probably lots of other Decker-like critters running around doing this same kind of stuff, mm-hmm. causing this kind of you know, chaos everywhere. So it's not just your particular you know, situation.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't remember um, Molly or Jazz. One of those is the lady that worked in you know, the student that worked in the art studio. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, I she was trying to date. Uh, Nathan, yeah. I think. Yeah, Nathan. But then she also kept bumping into Bryce.
2: Everybody and trying to date every Why, what is, yeah. my, why, why this gotta be a horny office? Come I up. don't know, and then
0: <laughs> if, if Jaya's in charge of this, Bare she needs to like, everything. put the, you know, put a kibosh on it real fast. She's trying to get people to stop being psychedelic, but she just like, forgets that the ethics of uh, her job. Ethics? Maybe ethics? You should, any yeah. Ethics? Yeah. So, <laughs> not, not, not in this place. Yeah. Um, so that'll bring us back to Claire, who in my playthrough was the killer,
1: which made a lot oh, of really? sense. Yeah. Makes so a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. She's Her husband is, he crazy? The, is the killer, We you don't say. Yeah. Yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I
2: was surprised it wasn't Claire in line. I know.
0: You know. So what's Claire's deal? What uh, Leonard, what do you think of Claire?
1: Um, well, I, so limited, I only know that she, she, uh, stabbed her husband and then she was like, Yeah, he's at the lake house and I stay in the in the main house and I'm like, he's dead. He's probably dead. He's like, a zombie he actually. Yeah, there we go. That sounds about right. Yeah. That 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 that's not shocking at all. Um oh I did just want to say I think it's funny that one of the characters what is it? Is it uh Bryce? Uh mm-hmm. Bryce is the extra hour yes Yes. uh so he's just like the protagonist of persona 3 but um, (laughs) unscrupulous unscrupulous yeah uh and i did also really like the fact that he describes it as it's not an hour of actual frozen time it's an it's an extra hour by virtue of time dilation where everything else just slows down to near imperceptibility and then Yeah, it's still moving. He's, he's just very fast. Yeah. Right. So he's also the Flash. So it's not a one to one to the yeah. Persona three thing <laughs> where yeah. there is actually an, an extra hour. He just turns into Creeper Flash at yes. <laughs> Naughty Naughty Flash. That may be uh, that the Flash uh, is
2: uh, yeah, episode I, I like, yeah. I like I
1: was,
0: Creeper yeah. Flash. <laughs> Alright, we'll go with Flash. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I I, I thought um, and it may, it's not just his character, but I liked the actor. Like, he was just really selling what Bryce yeah, was doing, pretty, so right. you just, you're all in on, like, yeah, this guy's not a great guy, and maybe we could curb that. You know, well, that's what i like, try to get him to stop being naughty. Don't be a creeper. Um
1: But yeah, going back to Claire, Claire, um, Claire is, uh, So the first thing uh, that you learn about Claire is that she's rich, uh, that she has lots of money. Uh, Which, when uh, once again, when dealing with Lovecraft and austerity and all that, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, so I'm sure you're into some stuff. I'm sure you come from like family from stock that has uh, has been involved with things, but given the way that this plays out, where it is, uh, the game plays out, where it's a manifestation of of uh, delusion becoming uh, uh an a representative of reality via chaos um which one uh which i also want to mention is uh basically the entire uh narrative thread of um uh in the mouth of madness uh <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> uh so um yeah, when she was like, yeah, I stabbed my husband for having an affair, I'm like, mm, alright, well, he's dead, and by dead probably, like, undead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and her... It might be that
2: Scarlet is her neighbor. She has one of them... I think it was Scarlet. I think it's Scarlet her. Is her
0: neighbor. Yeah. And, um... Claire... Uh, her whole thing is... And there's a whole back weird, extra weirdness of like these patients being referred to the doctor by like outside agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the doctor was trying to put together commonalities of why he was getting these patients in, in the first place. Uh, which is something that you can kind of try to look into just based on the evidence that you get, but it's, it's not followed through a lot very well. Um, but the the agencies that are doing the referrals aren't like real. You know, like they have the dumbest the name. The names aren't of like real people. <laughs> so right. Like, um, on Claire's part, uh, in in my version, uh, she her, her whole point of the referral is that um, she's on she was on murder charges, and if she gets the doctors to sign off um, on a, a plea of temporary insanity, then she can get her sentence reduced, and not just in the prison for the rest of her life, so she's using her money um, to kind of get that
1: resolved. Ah, uh, to buy a, buy yeah. insanity. Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to buy insanity.
0: And um, she also, in mine, uh, took over a loan that the doctor gave to Mariana, which you also don't do, um, because Mariana was defaulting on um, her payments to the doctor, and the doctor like, well, I'll just give you a loan so you can, like, pay me. The- that back and like that pulled that over her head, but then Claire, for some reason, picked up the onus—the <clears throat> onus on the loan. I don't know why, huh. but that was evidence that mine that I was using to like say that she's the killer. Uh, she ended up being the killer. But uh, so she uh, found her husband having an affair. She's like, I didn't mean—I didn't mean to kill him. I just stabbed him a little, and he died from it. But he didn't die. He he's he's back and he's at the lake house. Um, he's hunting, he's doing stuff he likes to do, but he doesn't talk
2: much, yeah. Yeah,
0: well so what what it turns out to be was that um the doctor his curse was that she's able to resurrect people, maybe things. And uh he had been he had been dead for a few days, so when she brought him back, uh his brain had already kind of decayed a little bit, so he lost a lot of general memory and function, and he's kind of reduced to state of, kind of an automaton, he can remember basic things like his hobbies, but that's the extent of what he's able to do. He can't really talk or do anything. Ah, okay. Uh, his gross mechanical stuff is gone. Um, so she just kind of, he sits in the corner, and then sometimes he goes out and, animals he tries to like skin them and put up their hides but he can't do that really well anymore either so there's just a bunch of gross things around that the cabin's turning into like a cabin in the woods kind of thing
2: and well and then there was a whole uh, secondary plot line for a like, little girl
0: yeah and so there's a little girl that was seeing that and she was getting scared of, like, the house, and, um, Clara was trying to...
2: Like a neighbor girl or something.
0: Yeah, um, trying to... You can encourage her to talk to the girl and befriend her, or to, like, shy away from human contact, and then by, um, getting her to, like, open up and be not so nasty, um, that gets her to, I guess, feel a little bit guilty about resurrecting her husband.
2: Yeah, that's kind of how that played out, but in my, my playthrough, then at some point, her husband started getting really interested in the little girl, and Claire was worried that, you know, the husband would like skin and her.
0: I don't think I had it go that way, because I had her talking to the girl first to kind of like yeah. build a friendship so she could keep the girl away from her husband. It was probably basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, and uh it, it turns out that she made a deal with Bryce, because Bryce was the pallbearer for her husband's um, funeral, to um secret uh her the body after the funeral before it was buried. And then she resurrected her husband afterwards. or Bryce is like complicit in that. Um and then you like, well all all um funeral sites do this, you know, there's a lot of bodies that go missing and go to medical students and so it's it's just a thing that happens, um, but puts him in the, another like, well, maybe don't do that, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also not ethical, even if that's the thing everyone seems to do.
1: Um, and so it so it's reanimator. So it's a little yes. bit reanimator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: reanimator, and then um, Burke and hair like that whole. making profit off of, like, robbing graves for the body and selling it to the medical community. Um, But yeah, Claire just never seemed really repentant. And I was... I didn't really... There was nothing to, like, dissuade her from doing weird stuff other than I kept telling her that, yes, her husband is probably dead. Yeah. Um. to, To make that to where now, instead of having a weird zombie, she's just, like, Babysitting the creepy corpse, maybe? <laughs> I don't well, know. yeah,
2: like, uh, it played out a little differently, and maybe it's because Claire was not a killer in life, but, mm. it, you know, there was the, I very recently remember that the little girl, she'd become friends with the little girl, so I was like, oh, good, yes, talk to the little girl. Um, but then, again, she was worried that her husband was gonna, you know, do something to the little girl and had, you know, suggested, you know, that that be a thing where the little girl be next, next to be hunted. Yeah. And so then Claire was worried that her husband was going to, um, do bad stuff to people next. And so I don't, I don't remember. I think she had been planning to kind of re-kill him in mind. Uh, so she did end up coming to a point where she's like, okay, this is too much. Like that—that's how I seem to remember it. and I don't know if that was a thing where she was just considering it, or if that's actually how it ended up, you know, playing out. It's been a minute since I played yeah, it. Yeah, I need mean, reflex. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah, definitely, I do like the way that uh, you describe this game, Dave. As basically, all the individual
1: characters
2: are the protagonists in their own, you know, basically lovecraftian short stories that are then tied together by the larger narrative of your character who might be reanimated or you know uh, returned to dr. Decker and then there's also further like another loop of the outside world that's only hinted at and that's a thing that continues in a shapeshifting effectively from and row is that there's larger forces at work in the world but you don't get to see all of that you don't get any you know, real backstory on the larger um, entities.
0: No, but but you, we did get some um, bits that pop up in shit Detective, and then uh, a little further fleshed out in Poirot Row, where there's an, there's an uh, not MIB, but there's there's an, yeah, a, there's an agency like that. yeah. that's um, enforcing like people doing time travel and trying to make sure that any anything going crazy that's dealing with time, they they kind of like oversight it and pop up to try to correct things if they're going a little bit too crazy. Um, but yeah, specifically so with time travel, I think, so it's very limited purview.
2: Yeah, like in Shapeshifting Detective, you have an agency that is over you, and you are basically a creation, not like a person, but a yeah, creation. Yeah, you're like an,
0: uh, a and robot that, a can, robot change
2: that can change uh, your face, you can change how you look to different people that you encounter. And so like in that game, can change into uh, comrades uh, of you know, some of the characters that you go around you know trying to interview people to figure out who killed somebody in this town um, and you can get additional information by basically t- taking over the body of you know the, the form of one of these other people and uh, they can even become suspicious of you if you don't act correctly right you can also become privy to things you're not really supposed to you know, hear because it's not meant for you, it's meant for that person. Like, there's a proposal! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there's a marriage proposal that happens to you when you shift into somebody's body, potentially, depending upon how you play that part out. Um, and things like that. So that was an interesting mechanic brought forward into that game. Uh, and then in Paul and Monroe, uh, Paul and Monroe, the setup of that one is that you are two radio hosts in a small town called August. And you do Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe. So it's like creepy, you know, creepy stories and stuff. And then um, also taking listener calls and everything, talking about dreams and interpreting dreams and nightmares and everything. Um, And then just the weird dynamics of this town. August is the same town that the shape shifting detective takes place in. Um, There's also some overlap where. In Colin Monroe, there's a callback to Dr. Decker, where there's a little bit, like, there's a whole chapter that's just a Dr. Decker-like chapter, uh, using the same couch and the same setup from the original Dr. Decker game, um, the same lighting and everything. Cause they're, they're all different cinematography styles. Yeah. Uh, for each of the different installments of the game, but, like, you know, that gets called back in Colin Monroe, and there's also a shape shifting detective, um, chapter in Fallen as well. So they, they do tie it in a little bit, and kind of progressively more so, as they continue on with the trilogy. Um, all of the games do interesting things. They all have very interesting characters that all of them could be individual you know, Lovecraft models. Yeah. There's a lot of love and care put into the working of the story in this game. Like the, the two-act for Poe and Monroe had actually come up with the idea for the third game over dinner with the, the owners of Vector Studios. And then they just, just, you know, started developing a game based on these ideas that the actors themselves had pitched. So, um, you know, like they, they are really passionate about what they're doing. And insofar as Dr. Decker is concerned, the yes, there's a lot of mechanical clunkiness to it, but the end result, the kinds of narratives, the stories that you get out of this are so neat, and they're not, like, they're they're creepy and horrific, but, like, in, in kind of a distanced way, because you're just, like, you're somebody hearing about it from somebody else who's telling you about this thing that happened. <laughs> you know, yeah. so there's, like, a few levels of removal, although, you know, at the end of the game it kind of culminates in you finding out, oh, no, actually, you're part of part parcel of what's going on you know
0: yeah so. and that's um on, on mine the reason why uh, Nathan was going are you are you Dr. Decker you're Dr. Decker aren't you um because you're <laughs> you're living in Dr. Decker's house yeah doing his job and you find that out at the very end and go like oh, okay and you can deny like yeah no I'm not Dr. Decker I just I have the house as a perk a perk of this job um but it definitely seems like no I'm probably Dr. Decker and I was getting, or Doctor Becker gets bored with um, the chaos he's causing and he just needs to go cause more somewhere else. Uh, and uh, toward the end of uh, each of the patients' experiences with Doctor Becker, they realize that he's like, um, and I think Nathan, uh, yeah, Nathan puts it best because Nathan says uh, he just became I was or I, I came here to get help with my depression and then he cursed me. And then once, um, he was born with me, uh, he just, I was just getting like regular psychiatrist help, which meant he was just going, Oh, you're depressed. Go out and meet other people. Here's some medicine. Like he's, he became impersonal and, uh, like wrote, um, like therapy sessions. So that I think is where, um, Dr. Decker, his, his desire to cause the chaos just wasn't bringing about like the results he wanted, and that's why in mine um, in the end, so he kept uh, all the patients. the The threat of the the murder part of it was that Doctor Decker was um, he was taking his own some of the own medications. He was uh, an alcoholic, and he kept uh, he has a, a paper spike on the desk where you would put pills and things. Right. Uh, and he kept using that as a, um, like a prop during his therapy sessions where he would say, oh, this looks really sharp, isn't it? It could hurt you. But if you don't think it would hurt you, um, it doesn't. So he's like, watch this. And he'll just like, put it through his hand, and it doesn't bleed, and it doesn't hurt him. And then the, the, the clients are going like, oh, it must be a fake thing. And they touch it. And it's like, Nope, it's still sharp. Uh, and that ended up being the murder weapon. And what happened is, online, Claire came to, like, I think came to threaten him to get that um, insanity plea, and she found that he was, decided to put the spike through his head, and it wasn't going to hurt him, but then she surprised him, and it ended up, he forgot that it wasn't supposed to, and it killed him. (laughs) That's what what I think happened, because it was a little ambiguous, and so she technically murdered him by making him doubt himself for a moment when I mean, he shouldn't have been sticking the paper spike to the back of his skull uh <laughs> so that that's where you go you're like accusing her at the end you get to like pick a person to accuse them i was like it's obviously clear this is this is too shady and she's like i can't believe that you would accuse me It's like well i i maybe i did kill him i came to talk to him and he was sticking that thing to his head, and it it spooked him, and he died, and so indirectly I killed him. But that's good, because he's a terrible person, and he tried to make me a necromancer. Um, And uh, I had refused her uh, request for the insanity plea, because you can say, yes, I'll sign the the papers and give you that temporary insanity. Or, no, I said, no, you are a murderer, you did kill your husband, and I was just trying to get her to, like, not be a necromancer, but then she kept, like, threatening to sick her husband on me. <laughs> she was like, I'll—she's like, if you don't want to come to the lake house to see him, I'll bring him to you tomorrow night. I was like, no? No thanks. I don't want to see zombie cannibal husband. <laughs> That's apparently huge, because the guy weighed more than a human should ever weigh, according to Bryce, who's the ball Bearer. <laughs> Giant zombie. No thanks.
2: <laughs> yeah, but um, overall, though, like the, the game, the game was a lot of fun to go through, and it definitely had this feeling of like multiple playthroughs would be beneficial because then having been first in the stories to go back through would be able to pick up and retain more of the early bits that maybe didn't connect.
0: I think it's something like where you're watching the film and there's a lot of moving parts and you just can't focus on all the minutiae first viewing but when you go back through and even if you're making like the same or different choices you're able to I think appreciate more of what's going on with the characters because you already have in your head like the background of kind of what's going on and you're familiar with them so then that, that gives you that chance to go okay here's what's different and you can focus on that stuff rather are already aware of.
2: Yeah. So in Shifting Detective, the second game, um, that one, I think in that instance, uh, that one seems a little bit more. It's weird to say on rails, but it feels like there's less you know, dynamic stuff at work in that one. And I think if I were to say that uh, one of the games is kind of a weaker one. Of the trilogy. I would say Shapeshift and Detective is, even though it does some really interesting things. Mm. My favorite for just like picking up and playing is Poe and Monroe because it's episodic. It has a, a smaller, much, much smaller, like it's basically Poe and Monroe, and every once in a while somebody else shows up, you know, just for that one episode. Um, and because of the limited cast of characters and smaller scope. Uh, although there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in each of these different episodes, like lots of hijinks, and, you know, including you know what is it like werewolves and, and big large organizations doing all kinds of stuff and all different kinds of different wacky things going on. Uh, all horror horror style things um, they're kind of contained within each individual uh, section of the game, and you can from the menu pick any of the episodes to play.
0: So, yeah, and you can pick and replay them. So yes. if you wanted a different ending for that particular episode, um, you can just play through it and it shows you the choices you made so you can kind of you note know, take that in your head or write it down and I'm like, okay, I need to do It's, it's like a little tree of... Decisions. You can go well if I change these ones. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can some something different happen. So there's and many endings.
2: The endings are drastically different, <clears throat> and how everything plays out is drastically different depending upon what choices you make. So in that one, the decisions feel more impactful because you know ultimately, like it leads to a whole different branching path, pretty dramatically. It's not like in Decker, the choices that you make you know, are cumulative and have a cumulative effect, but they don't seem to have as strong of a sudden, like, now this totally different thing, you know, kind of happens. It doesn't feel quite, um, like your choices have as strong of an impact when you make them It kind of, like, culminates in the end.
0: Yeah, it's a a long, playing a long game on that, whereas you're getting more immediate, um, Choice like satisfaction, um, I think, with a row and because it's episodic, there there's an a one kind of through line um, for the whole thing, but you can play them in those short bite sized pieces and like get a satisfaction of completing something kind and of, and then a you can just, just you can just come back it. later and do the next one. There's no big onus, whereas in um, Doctor Decker. Yeah, it's divided into several different days, but you're not really, really resolving much of anything, and you have to do the full over six hours of playing to kind of get to an end.
2: Yeah, I think if you right. were to stop playing it for a large point of time, you can come back and be like, "I don't know what's
0: yeah, going on." You can't replay. I, yeah, you, can't um, you can't replay previous sections, but you can go back and replay video from uh, uh, people's answers to your questions. So you can at least refresh yourself that way. It keeps a log of all your um, question choices, right. uh, and that, that's good because the the game itself is um, it's voiceover. I mean, if, if you're watching after a video, um, and you can put on subtitles. But if you press a button, like a spacebar or whatever, I'm in the middle of someone talking, it skips it. Yep. Um, so at least you can go back and like, whoops, I accidentally bumped something, and I do need to like. Myself, or um, what's happening is because of the, the having to type things in. You don't necessarily all the time need to do a full sentence. What it kind of wants you to do is um, the, the the patient will be talking, and they're like, um, "I went to the store and um, I bought a food because I was hungry." And then you can type in "hungry." Like you don't you don't have to make it a question, but like that key word gets them to like. Yes. um, I was hungry because it it gets them to explain whatever was going on. Like, Mm -hmm. it's earmarked fairly well until it wants you to do a full sentence, which is it's rare. It doesn't happen all the time. And if you don't construct the sentence exactly like it says in the little hint, you you can sit there and just get, like, them telling you, I don't know anything about that. Why would you ask me that? Like, repeatedly over and over, which is frustrating. Um, And I think that that's the weakest point of Game.
2: Just parser. It's
0: just that. Uh, yeah. Everything else is fine. And it's not a deal-breaker because you don't necessarily need to have done that question. Um, you can put in something else. Or, uh, what it what it does that we didn't talk about is it gives you like little icons of your um, patients, and it tells you there's a little pip next to it that's red, orange, or green. And if it's red, you saw those questions you have to ask them to progress. If it's orange they're they're progressed as far enough to like move the um, scenario forward yeah but if it's green then you've exhausted all the questions you could have asked them and you, you know you can you've uh, seen you everything. can move on and there's nothing you missed
2: yeah right <coughs> yeah but uh, like doctor of of uh, the three games dr. Decker is I think the most ambitious in terms of volume of Information being presented. There's so many different stories with different dynamic things going on, Um, and then there's the overarching story, and then there's the outer ring of the story that you get hinted at. So in that way, it has this really interesting scope thing where it's like it zooms in a lot. You're sitting in the office talking to this person who's, you know, looks like they're just a few feet away from you. And that's how you spend most of the game, but then it zooms out just a little bit and shows you a little bit about yourself, and then it zooms out again and shows you a little bit more about kind of overall chaos that's happening in the world, you know, that's being hinted at, and it kind of plays with that zooming of, of you know, interpersonal connection versus a little bit larger scope, you know, the microcosm than the macrocosm.
0: Yeah, the the amount of content as far as, like, Giving you all these different threads and weaving those into individual tales that has something larger to do uh, is is the largest out of the three games. Um, the other two, uh, even with Poe Monroe's episodic nature, uh, it doesn't really fill in a lot um, outside of just Poe Monroe. You get some idea of like this town a little more but it doesn't feel like it's...
2: Uh, layers upon layers. No,
0: yeah, and it's not broad strokes. It's, it's like, very, very um, narrow and just laser-focused on these two characters. Uh, you get such a large, full cast with Dr. Decker, and I think that that does the game a lot of service and gives a lot of replayability, or even just, um, you can kind of revel in each of the stories and sort of choose, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure where you're making the story of these characters uh, branch different ways, and um, I wish you could almost pick like, a character and follow their line all the way through without having to do all the rest of it, since there's just so much going on. That's that's yeah. the downfall of the game, is yeah. there's a lot to keep track of at one point.
2: Well, and then, too, if you're really excited about Bryce's story and you want to continue on with that, you're like, I finished Bryce's story because, you know, it's, okay, it's a new day. Let me go talk to Bryce, you know, you talk to Bryce or, oh, Bryce isn't here today, you know, and then you have to go through everybody else's story. too. So, you know, maybe you like them, but maybe you don't care about your story as much, you know, and you have to deal with the Mariana or whatever. And you're like, well, okay, I guess I have to go through this before I can Get back to the one I really care about.
0: You know. Yeah, and you can't you can't follow one to exclusion and then like move the day forward. You have to go through everybody's thing everyone. Well, that's everyone.
2: because that's that's only because it's doing not just the individual parts, but then the larger scope of what's going on for your character, and then the larger scope. Of, so, like you know, there's some drawbacks to that as well. Like these things that I I don't even know if I'd say drawbacks so much as just like. Uh, something to be aware of that you know, like you might be really, really interested in one particular line of um, in character, you know, character's art, but like you're going to have to also put in the time for all these other characters. It does end up paying off in the end because of the unique way that it reveals who you are and all of that. Because like that plays with you know, player versus you know, the character, player character you know, uh, kind of thing where, like, it's in first person where you don't ever see yourself in the game. So, you know, you can kind of slip into identifying with, you know, whatever your unnamed doctor guy is. Um, but then once it starts going, oh, you might be Decker. Oh, you might be a Cthulhu Nightmare who's encouraging all this stuff and causing chaos. Oh, oh, then it kind of, you know, um, does a little bit of a different feel? oh, I don't know how to feel about this now. I don't, I don't like that I'm in Dr. Decker's house, and that I apparently did some stuff that I don't know happened off screen, and like, you know, you're not the hero, right? You know, you're, you're part of the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. and you're, you're not in control of, like, your previous actions, mm-hmm. so that makes it a little harder to identify with person you're supposed to be portraying because you don't have full control of their faculty like what they've been up to prior to this. So it feels, um, I would say it feels kind of like Memento where you're you're getting a reveal um, afterwards and you were the culprit the whole time but because of the way the game is structured uh, you're not privy to that information so it's like... It's it's hiding some of the cards. Yeah. Um yeah. it's it's an effective way to to do that and you get a surprise at the end of it, but it, it does take you out of it a little bit, because that would be something that you would have known. Uh probably. Um, so that that's just kind of what it is, and it's all part and parcel this this is a murder mystery game, so yes, that's you have to kind of question everything. you get uh at so least. tell me what you know about what you know where were you on Valentine's Day night? Like, what were you doing at the time of the, your Dr. Decker's death? And thankfully, because of the note system, you don't have to remember, like, the, the particulars of stuff. You're like, oh, you have to type in, like, where were you at 11 o'clock? You're not fully doing the detective side of it. It's, it's filling that stuff in for you. So, it's just up to the player to basically engage with the, um, the dialogue and just pick up on keywords and follow those through. Um, so that's, it's not a game that requires, uh, it requires attention, but you could also be skipping the dialogue and then just uh, listen to whatever the last word that they said, and you can probably type that in and it'll, it'll continue it on for you. So uh, the engagement is kind of what you, whatever level you want to like really Sink into this. You could just kind of be enjoying the stories of a particular um, patient or two, and not really have to dig into everyone else's stuff. If you didn't really like, you can kind of start to skip them, and that's mm-hmm. enough for it to qualify to, to go to the next um, day.
2: Yeah, I guess that's. A, I guess it's just because like the way that I am is is such that like I would do that <laughs> like I, I want to know what's going on, so like I want to see that. But yes, if you wanted to, there are ways around it, and you can definitely skip, you know, whatever it is that they said, and just do all of that. That is a way to get to that information. Like, I'm pretty sure somebody on YouTube cut together all of the different in- individual characters' cutscenes from the entire game. I'm sure somebody has done that on the internet.
0: Here's um, here's the 12-hour playthrough of Bryce.
2: Yeah, exactly. They're, they're going to
0: all of their choices, and all yeah. of their dialogue. It would take a while. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, on the whole, uh the, the game's treading in like familiar waters of these things that become um mythos like tropes. So it's all recognizable but it's done in such a way that it's um like a loving homage to Cthulhu mythos and it's not um it's overt in like, what the characters are doing and like the actions that everyone's taking, but it still feels um, I, I'm loathe to say it's Twin Peaks adjacent because it's a sleepy little town where weird everyone's weird and weird stuff happens. Um, and you can look at it on the surface, but you can also there's a lot of uh, depth to what's happening here, and that that carries through. Um, two more games after this is, it's. Um, it's makes it a lot more fun to kind of go through each of them and see whatever the
1: common are yeah mm. um yeah. and it also sounds like just from from the discussion of the other games that they've uh, they refined their process um that it's it's uh they're iterative uh uh mechanically uh uh and and also are being refined as they uh go on um because as you mentioned uh with dr decker because of the scope of the overarching story being about this whole this this uh this attempt to uh spread this uh miasma of conceptual chaos around and because we have to eventually zoom out to that uh the uh it, it affects the mechanics of Yes, well, you're uh, you're a psychologist, and yes, you have multiple patients that you have to see it during the day, so you have to deal with all of those instead of just having to deal with your favorite. And then, as the it's as seemingly the scope narrows in the sequel games, the um, the the mechanical complexi- complexity, uh uh diminishes a little bit and it allows the uh developers to uh experiment with new ways of of presenting alternate uh storylines to the player. Yeah. Yeah, they really streamlined a lot of the um, the UI uh
0: the things that where you're engaging with that you're um it's drawing you more into what's happening. So mm-hmm. you feel less of an observer Uh, That you do in Dr. Becker. Like, you're you're kind of taken out of it a little bit because you're seeing things secondhand, sort of secondhand. Uh, But by the time they get to Paul and Monroe, you're, they're doing the fourth wall stuff, kind of, where you're you're (laughs) interacting, but like they, as FMV characters, feel that something's happening outside of their control. Like, they realize they're kind of in, not that they're in a game, but that something else is affecting their actions. Yeah. Like, consciously. Um, and not only that, but, uh, Jala mentioned that there's a segment that basically is replaying some of Dr. Decker. Uh, they change... It's not replaying replaying it. It's its it's its own
2: unique scenario, but it's using elements of Dr. Decker to call back to it.
0: Yes, it's doing a patient, um, moment. Uh, in common road but they refined the the UI on it, so it's it's a better iteration of what Dracula was doing because they've they've had this experience of doing two other games. Yeah, um, in the meantime,
2: yeah. So like, you don't have any typing in for that one. There's just like certain, you know, like the simplified button, so you can like just click it and go on the
0: Yeah, it's it's giving you. Um, it kind of feels like old RPG, like, uh, four icons where you, you pick them and it, it does a thing for you.
1: Oh, you're
0: yeah. In control yeah. Like what it's like, look, you know, talk, it's kind of doing that kind of thing. Um, just more, more specific to the situation. But yeah, that's, I think Dr. Blackbarket in a nutshell. Um, I personally really enjoyed, um, Mostly the scenarios that it was, like, bringing up and Mm -hmm. diving into those and kind of, like, enjoying these um, little individual tales and the twists and turns of just how weird it could potentially get. And um, just through my own choices, like, making that a little bit more mundane on one hand and then some of it just kind of letting it do its weirdness. Um, Whereas Jala took that to the extreme was like, we're just going to go all weird.
2: Except in certain cases when it's too weird. Don't be too weird.
0: Yeah, don't don't be too weird, Bryce. You gotta, you gotta slow that down.
2: A creepy flash. Yeah. So, <laughs> slow that down. Yeah, slow down the creepy flash. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But um, it's really fun to reflect back on and really just kind of think about each one of these characters and all the different things going on for each of them in their individual stories. Because there is quite a lot of content there, and you can just sit on any one of their stories for a while and just be like, that's a really interesting idea, you know, that's a really interesting story, that's, you know, I want to see what else would happen if, you know.
0: Yeah, so that just kind of makes it where um, the replayability of this is high, and Bar of playing through it again is unfortunately also high. Uh, like the idea of going through and, and seeing all the different ones is um, it's enticing, but it's another like some hour commitment where right. I think that 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 does a disservice to what the game has to offer, and it ends up kind of feeling like I would just rather watch yeah uh, someone yeah. go through one or two of these stories. Like I don't maybe I don't want everyone to search, I just want to go see what's happening with Nathan for the rest of it. Like what happens if he changed his stuff. I wish that the um game allowed you to like kind of path through individual Like once you've played through, like let me see the other stuff.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, right. Would have
0: been neat to see, but tumble that would have been. However, uh, thankfully, people have most likely uploaded um, at this point since the game's been out as long as it has um, other um, playthroughs that you can kind of just skip through at leisure um, and get to the parts that interest you the most. So, the the story is there, um, the motivation to do a whole another playthrough, not as much.
2: Yeah, and like even After I played it myself, a few months later, uh, my co-host from the level, old played it on stream, and it was a lot of fun just to watch another person do it, and
3: just Mm
2: -hmm. refresh myself on it, enjoy the story bits, you know, now that I know about everything, all the different stories and everything. And then just seeing how everything changes when somebody else is putting their own mind and their own decisions towards it. Because Cole was very straight-laced. I'm a doctor, damn it. And I'm going to do my best to discourage you from these crazy delusions. I'm like, no! We must go the opposite way. So I'm sure he probably would have really enjoyed watching my playthrough. Because, you know, it it was drastically different uh, towards the end. But... um, but yeah, like overall, though, um, I really this was a very memorable memorable game for me, and I think with enough time away from it to come back to it and play it again would be something that is fun because I think you'd still remember enough of story beats without um, you know, to where you could appreciate everything from the beginning without being like, okay, I just went through this now I gotta go do you know like you have enough time away from the mechanics. But also retain enough of the interesting bits of the story to really appreciate it on another playthrough, like you know, some months or in my case, years after the fact. You know, After you played it the first time.
0: Yeah, and what what the game does do um, as a concession to if you if you stop because you can just back out of the menu at any time and then just continue on at, at leisure. Uh, but it does small little recaps every time you go back into the game and does little snippets of your patient's dialogue in kind of like a soap opera-like little manner. So you're it, it catches you back up on the last thread of their story that they were doing. So that's at least uh, makes it a little friendlier to come back to. I don't think that that would stand up again too long, yeah. Um, but the game can be broken down into bite-sized chunks because it, there's clear um, delineation between one day of sessions and the next, and you could just take 30 minutes or so, 45, and finish one session and just come back to it when you, when you want to if you're not like, under a time surge. And
2: in the later installments of in the series, they did refine all of that as well. Um, Shapeshifting Detective has something similar, but also Shapeshifting Detective and Faulkner Potter- Monroe are both about half the length of uh, Dr. Decker, so you can sit down and in one session finish the entire game, or if you don't have three hours, you can, you know, do two sessions that a couple of and, you know, get some solid play time in and all of that. Uh, Poe and Monroe does have a review at the beginning and the end of each of its installments, so it tells you last time on Poe and Monroe, you know, and it has a summary of whatever happened in the last segment of the game and then at the very end as Dave already mentioned uh it does have a recap of these are the choices that you made and then versus everybody else who's played this game on this platform this is how popular that decision was
0: yeah and that's a fun aspect just on its own and you can look and go like well i skewed toward the the common thing or no the thing i picked is like 15% of people pick that choice, so I and guess we're just doing something different.
2: Yeah, the only thing that I'd say about like Poe Monroe that I had a minor complaint about is that, um, or there's a couple of, couple of instances about the choice. Uh, the choices that you have to make in that game are time, So you have to push the button in a very, you know, prompt fashion. Um, you have to click on it within a certain amount of time, or it'll default to something. You know, just have a default response. Don't like, uh, actually, in some instances, I think if you let the timer go out, that is a decision in itself and make a choice. Um, yeah, you make a choice so, like not make a choice. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then, too, the choices that you have are not words or anything super understandable. Like, you don't exactly know necessarily what that choice is going to be. So it's, gonna, it's like little bubbles on the screen, and it might show Poe Monroe and then something else, and you don't know oh, what. What am I choosing them for? Oh, so that's the person that opens the door. Okay. But you you don't know exactly what you're choosing the first time you go through. Um, So after you play through it once, then you know more so what those choices are really trying to indicate. But um, I think that the timer is there in order to make, you know, create a sort of tension for you in the moment. Because there are some scary things that happen, and, you know, like, they don't want you to hover on it and be like, I don't know, and then, you know, like, there's no sense of of urgency or, you know, anything in this tense moment in this thing. I think it's for the sake of trying to um, push the immersion factor in that case. Uh, And it's kind of the same thing with the choices. If they put words or something like that, then you would have to stop and read it. They couldn't put a timer because they don't know how long it's going to take you to read who, you know, yeah. works, so they just have, you know, indications by way of pictures.
0: So. Yeah, and then um, one thing that that game does that they they changed when they did the interface for it is that one is, um, uh, like, touch screen friendly, and yes. that's actually probably the Prefable, better way preferable. to try to get that other bit of mouse because the bubbles are very small. Sometimes they're moving um, yeah. while you're playing. And if you're trying to click a moving little bubble with your mouse, um, you could hit the wrong thing or uh, you're not getting it in the time it's giving you um, and that's uh, and there's
2: like one instance of them moving in the entire game there's like one chapter one instance and it's not anything super crucial I don't think it actually affects anything much other than the fact that your character stumbles or doesn't stumble um,
0: yeah it, it gives you like repeated chances to like catch it yeah um, but just overall I think it's it's due to the timer. It's faster reaction. Reactions click it with your finger. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then try to use the cursor. Uh, and I will say when I'm played through Dr. Decker, um, I, I don't remember picking a difficulty level. I was playing on the PC version, and I never had a hit timer like, it's oh. were always there. Okay, well
2: then that might be Switch only, yeah. uh, because Switch definitely had difficulty levels, and it was just related to the timer.
0: And this could have, but I knew that I was trying to play it quicker, so I may have just picked story Easy. mode yeah. friendly, so yeah. I could just go through it faster. Yeah. I, I don't remember it. I don't, <laughs> I don't,
2: I don't, there is no benefit to making it quote-unquote harder, uh, so <laughs> this is a narrative, this is a narrative game that is focused on trying to uncover information, and the only thing that adds is a time tax if there is, you know, if, there, if you pick a harder difficulty level. You know, so don't do it. It's yeah, it's not, not
0: there's, there's no benefit to that. No, but I think you, you get more. That's out not challenge. That's time just to taxing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you have time to read the choices, and they're always there. So uh, I think that that's just more friendly getting through. Uh, you know, it might as well have been a text adventure. It's just you're, yeah. you get video. A
2: anyway so after hearing about it um for this last couple of hours here Leonard i'm curious to know um has the stuff that we have said um, affected your impressions of the game at all
1: um i mean i i i once again i hadn't made my way that far playing on the probably least optimal uh <laughs> System for it, although I did just find out that I can just plug in a um, a keyboard oh, into good. my into my p s four and good. so I might actually just go that route moving forward um. Yeah. No, I, because well, well, I'm sorry, not to answer your question with a resounding note. No, Jala, I mm-hmm. my impressions have not changed. I think it's, I still think it's bad. No, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed my time with it. Uh, it's been a slow burn for the amount of time that I put into it. Uh, I and uh, the way with the way that I engage with games. If there's a mechanic, I try to use it as often as as I can. Uh, so once again, like I said, knowing that I can actually just put in the keyboard will probably make the rest of my time with Doctor Decker more enjoyable. I'm uh, I will definitely be looking into the Shapeshifting Detective and Poe and
2: Monroe. Ro?
1: Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, um, after. After I wrap this up, depending uh, Dr. Decker, up as depending on how long it takes. Uh, but no, these are uh, it's uh, uh It's it's a fun resurgence of the FMV game. I'm glad that this company's found the success that it has uh, with this format. Uh, It's a really, it's really great for, uh, it's a really great way to tell a story. And uh, once again, I'm a giant Lovecraft mark. So uh, having all those connections that are always just like, in the periphery, just because I'm so aware of, of them is, uh, it makes it enjoy, it makes it, uh, fairly enjoyable. So yeah, I've, I've had, uh, I've had a fun time playing and listening, uh, to these games be discussed. Uh, and I think that if, Anyone listening out there has an interest in them uh you should play them too. Don't be dissuaded by the fact that uh, oh no, we've divulged who uh who a killer could possibly be uh but uh because that may not even affect your playthrough mm-hmm. uh so yeah, I've lost nothing by learning who and why uh characters ended up being the killer. And I think that's a testament to the um, the intricacy of of this game.
2: Yeah, and I almost think, I almost feel like going into the game with some foreknowledge of how these kind of stories and narratives and characters play out or could play out uh, is really beneficial. It, I don't feel that you are have much taken away in having that information, and actually, even knowing that your character is a cthulhu horror who is either, you know, atoning for his past misdeeds somehow, because I guess you have some you know, character turn around even though you're ultimately fundamentally a, fantasy, a monster, uh, <laughs> uh, or in my case, uh, you know, continuing on the chaos in a different fashion. Um, I think knowing that, too, makes it a little less stilted when you get to that point where you find out that big reveal. Um... You know, so that actually might be to your benefit. I don't think you actually lose anything in the pace of these games in knowing about that.
0: Right. Yeah. No. If anything, I think that that lends itself toward role playing, uh, one way or the other. Like, if you've already decided what you kind of like want to do, that this just becomes an exercise in like, what does that result in? I mean, that that definitely feels Doctor Becker-esque. He's just throwing stuff out there and seeing like, what happens, and the idea that he got. With it is even better because that's very elder god. Uh, they just don't care. People doesn't doesn't matter. It Doesn't matter what's happening because that's just beyond their scope of like caring. It's they're just, it's, it, they're just it, doing what I, he's doing for for it, giggles.
1: I would say I would say more than anything like becoming bored with with it uh, feels more of a uh, king in yellow situation more than anything else because that's. He's the he's the guy that is super into interacting with human beings and then t- being dismisses of them <laughs> just as quickly. So uh, I I I do like that aspect to, of it too, where it's it's one actually taking notice and and influencing. Like I said, there's there are so many uh, there's so much uh, mythos incursion. Thematics in this game that it's it's kind of a treat to see them all try and uh, uh, interweave with one another conceptually.
2: Yeah, and that was something that I was going to point out and say as well is just that you know the sheer volume of different uh, iterations of you know different aspects of Lovecraftian horror in different different ways that that has played out in Lovecraft media. Uh, seeing all of those kind of play around with, even with, you know, like sci-fi stuff, like Watch on Theory and all this other stuff, I mean, that's really a lot of fun. Um, right. All of, all of that is really a lot of fun and it's done in a way that is super atypical for a Lovecraft you know, you know media. Right. You know, like I haven't seen anything play out like this manner before uh, for a Lovecraft universe type
0: yeah it, it's bleak but there's like a lot of heart to it mm-hmm. there's a lot going on with that Um I don't feel that like shapeshift detective necessarily has what we're looking for but I would say um at a later junction to return and have gone through poem um, and row, There's there's more to chew on um, with that one and then looking at uh even shifting perspective not as a thing to break down and step by step through but to um, try to join together like well, what's going on in this town and discussing the town kind of as a character it's it's, it's definitely one it's it's got a lot going on um as the the trilogy progresses they they're wrapping up and i definitely like, that just makes me all anxious to see if there's any future spinoffs um, or, or later projects because the the cast um, and the, the writing is just so solid.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. And I've already said it before, but, like, the love and care that the actors and the, you know, writers and everything else are putting into this is just really really out of here. But they, they put a lot of... And effort and talent in. And so, you know, like they're they are in a kind of constant state of trying to sort out exactly the, the, you know, trying to pin down the best iteration of the interaction portion of, you know, being a video game, game because, again, they were a murder mystery dinner game box <laughs> company, you know, they it, you know, so the, the video game format is something they're trying to, to work out, but it also it's interesting to me because in each instance of the game, like, there's definitely a very different feeling for just your protagonist, your, your main character, your player character. Um, in the first game, you are a boy Horror yourself, in the second game, you're a shape shifting robot working for some crazy organization, <laughs> you know. <laughs> P- playing detective, you know, undercover. And then in the third one, we don't know who you are, but Poe Monroe knows There's, that you're there and you're some kind of entity you're like, some, like, like Elder know, God
0: just jacking around with two people in a Yeah,
2: so I mean like it's not a it's, it's, radio
0: show. You know, <laughs>
2: even though you know you're not a character in Poem Monroe, like you still are recognized and, you know, you still have some kind of you know, like you, your agency is recognized in that game in, in an interesting way. So um yeah. And shifting detective, as much as you know, both Dave and I feel that it's kind of like the weaker one in the series, like it does a lot of interesting things and just the fun of being able to turn into somebody else and then, you know, see what, how that changes, you know, your dialogue options and how everyone acts and reacts around you as you're trying to uncover stuff about the killer. Like that's a really neat premise. It's a really neat premise. And then, too, like, as you walk through the halls of this hostel or hotel, I'm not sure which one it is, that you are in um, while you're staying in this town of August trying to figure out the the murder, um, there's in the hallway an old-timey radio that plays the, the Poe and Monroe stuff. So you've got Poe and Monroe, you know, the radio hosts actually just doing radio stuff. And you kind of come across them as, like, uh, so I side note like one of the episodes I think, yeah they, they over
0: here, but yeah, but know. they
2: they're they aren't really like in their full form yet, mm-hmm. this is even our final form like they they really figured out their characters between the point in Shapeshifting detective and Colin Monroe, the mm-hmm. game um and have a very strong voice in Paul Monroe uh, no. where they they don't have their character as uh deeply fleshed out. In Shapes of Detective, but it's very neat that they have home and Monroe on the radio, and that there's other other tidbits um where if you played the first game and you eventually play the third game, like when you see Shapes of New Detective, there's just a little bit of all of them interfused into each other in such an interesting way.
0: Yeah, they, they, it's a cohesive universe um, that they're just spending so much care to like flesh out like over time. Uh, and that's with input of like actors. That that, that yeah. that's so cool that they did an entire spin off thing, not just because the characters were popular, but because the actors were like, We really enjoyed doing these roles. Like can we do more with that? And How about we
2: do. Yeah. You know, and, and there's
0: um there's interview sessions, um, with, on YouTube. with the um the actors and the, the creators uh, on YouTube that you can watch, and they just go, they just look like they're just having a blast. They're just very great people, and they're just having fun talking about like what they're coming up with and how they got to know where they are now, and just the just that kind of care and that involvement, um, it, it just means so much because it, it shines through with you.
2: uh, One thing, too, that I think uh, you might appreciate, Leonard, about the third game, uh, Paul Monroe, is that there are instances where there's actually some, like, really funny stuff that happens, like, situationally. Like, there is, at one point, a guy outside of the studio door, and he is, you know, talking to them, and Paul Monroe are inside the studio, and, you know... The guy outside the door is telling them all these important secrets of all these overarching things that are happening, and how he came from the future, and all this stuff, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, he's just like, but that's okay. That's why I'm here. You know, and whatever. And then he just like goes away, and then Paul and Monroe are like, what's happening outside? I don't know. The door is soundproof. This room is soundproof. And, like they, they had nice. no
0: idea what was going yeah, on. Yeah, so the player and, gets it all, and they're just like, well? We we're walking here and now the door opened.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was very like there there are some instances where there's just situational humor that's just really hits home. Uh it's not all the time, but when it happens it's really really entertaining. Yeah. But anyway, so that that's a, a different story for a different day. Uh definitely I would strongly recommend that you play Shape Shifting Detective poem and and Monroe though. Uh, they are faster to go through. They are more streamlined. Uh, they are shorter, so again, like a lot easier to get through. Um, nice segmented, you know, games that are easy to play in small chunks if you only have a little bit of time as well.
0: Yeah, and and I think I know on Steam they do them as a bundle quite often. Uh, mm. That may be the case on the uh, PSN, and I don't, I don't. I think only um, Decker is on Switch. I don't think the other two are. No, they're not. So there's a couple different ways to get to them. Um, should a the who be interested. Uh, and then there's just like these make a lot of fun to like watch someone else play it, just like vicariously live through their choices, just because that's right. the, the format of the game. Mm-hmm. So. Even without having to like do another playthrough or just if you're interested in watching someone else do are fun. It's a lot of, it's very interactive. Um, and depending on like the streamer who's doing it, like that can inject like a whole other layer of watching someone come to grips with what's going on, especially if you haven't played it before.
2: It's, yeah, it's also really fun to just do couch co-op and just have, <laughs> you know, have have those conversations about, wow, I can't believe that guy did that thing, and like, be able to talk about it while it's happening. You know? Right. And, um, because the pacing in this game is somewhere between you know, a visual novel uh, video game and like, watching a movie or a TV yeah. episode. So, it's somewhere between the two where it gives you ability to stop and have a little bit of a discussion before you continue on, you know, so uh, but it's also a lot of watching and observing and seeing you know, the presentation through the acting. So. Yeah, But like also Diabecki Studios is really um, receptive to you know, people saying hey, what's up and, and, you know, chit-chatting with them. They're very sweet people. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of what they got. And in fact, uh, once, uh, more people have gotten the COVID vaccine, I would eventually like to do one of their murder mystery you know, games and actually mm. just be able to play that because everybody, those are flexible games wherein, uh, the number of people, you know, somebody can be dropped out and it's fine. And, it, You know, each person gets a character to play. Um, and if somebody can't make it, that's fine. You don't have to have them because basically the killer is decided at the beginning of the party, um, you know, from the characters that are there and all the parts that you get to play and all the information that you're given about your character uh, changes depending on that. So that would be These definitely are...
0: something of fun.
1: <laughs> yes, this all sounds very... Very exciting, um, and um, yeah, a murder mystery dinner party would be great. Um, these games are great, I, uh, or, or at least from what I've heard of the other two, they're great. But once again, I am thoroughly enthralled with uh, Dr. Decker. Um, and uh, now that yeah. you can
2: plug in your keyboard, <laughs> you can make some headway, oh, yeah. yes, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Um, I think we've covered just about everything.
0: everything. Said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that that'll wrap us up. We'll do a little bit of admin. Uh, additionally, um, we will be back next week. Cameron should be back on board. Uh, and, and animatronics are on the menu again with the banana splits. So
1: yes, this <laughs> was my suggestion to watch the um, uh. My my feelings. I was about. I was going to use another. I was going to use another easier phrase, but I will. I will. I'll keep it neutral and say uh, to diminish my feelings from uh, from our last uh, <laughs> killer animatronics movie. Uh, yes, I have suggested that we watch the banana splits movie, which is ba- feels like it's basically the same thing. Uh, but um using a property that never involved animatronics to begin with uh which i'm super thrilled to see how they justify that because the, the banana splits for everybody who doesn't know which is probably everybody listening to it was like an old 70s uh mascot uh like variety show for children uh, but in this film, they're just animatronic robots that are dressed like the banana split. So I'm very excited to see what this is all about. Which well, means just there was never a people YouTube. inside. Yeah,
2: I just looked yeah, it up on YouTube right. and wow.
0: <laughs> well, the the yes, the the picture is doing it about as much justice as any still as you're going to see from Willy's uh, Wonderland.
2: That I watched the trailer that, was and that, that yep. was, i was like, "That's a drinking movie." <laughs> that, that, aka, you sit down, you have a drink, and you gotta, you gotta yeah, I feel that
0: Ben um, Splits <laughs> is going to fall in that same,
3: same
2: <laughs> that category, category uh,
0: mm-hmm. as as has many of the films we've covered in the past. But that will be that will be interesting. We will see how that goes. Um, Jala, where can folks find you?
3: They
2: can find me on the internet and places. Ask Jalichan if I'm to be found there. They can also listen to me on my regular old show, TheLevelPodcast.com, which is about video games.
0: I don't know. How about yourself?
1: Yes, you can find me on Twitter and YouTube by searching, uh,. Uh, well on Twitter at Dr. Faust is Dead and uh, on YouTube uh Dr. Faust is Dead without the at, obviously. Uh yada yada yada, blah, 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 stuff in the works, nothing concrete. <laughs> Where can people find you today? They can find me on
0: Twitter at Signion underscore plus, which will always be in the notes. And you can find this episode as well as back episodes of the show at MonsterTear Dog Monster. <laughs> <laughs> That is us wrapping it up. Uh, we will see everyone next week for more animatronic shenanigans. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was the excitement.
0: <laughs> uh, bye bye, folks. Bye, everyone.